0: Hey friends, we cannot believe Lent is finally here. And by finally, we mean already. If you're anything like us, you're scrambling to the start of this day, hoping to pick the perfect thing to give up or give for Lent, and sometimes that can feel overwhelming. But don't worry, today West Coast Catholic is offering our listeners 10% off their beautiful Into the Desert Lent bundle. In this bundle, you'll find the Into the Desert Lenten Guide, their Adore journal, and a limited edition Into the Desert Lent Rosary. Run, don't walk, because even if it's not here on time for Ash Wednesday, you will still receive a free digital download for the first week of Lent. Use our code Unraveled 10 at checkout, and we're wishing you a fruitful and transformative Lenten season. Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Hi. Hello. Hi, Mari. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for being on here with us. Yes. Excited to chat about all things Lent today. We're so excited. So, you guys, today we have a really special business, West Coast Catholic, which I'm sure many of you have heard about. They make beautiful rosaries. That's where I first saw your business. I was inspired by the gorgeous colors of it, it really does feel like the West Coast when you look at your aesthetics on Instagram. It's so beautiful. So, they live a beautiful life to inspire people to live authentically Catholic lives in every area. And they say they've experienced beautiful freedom and fulfillment in doing so. So they want to live in the world and not of it. I hope we can learn some things about that today. Mari, you sound awesome, and we can't wait to get started. Yes, Good thank interview. you for yeah. being here. Wonderful introduction. Awesome.
1: Um. So it was super awesome when Mari reached out because Ken's and I were literally like we have to do a Lent episode, but we didn't even know where to start because maybe some of you all feel this way too, but this year feels like Lent just like came with like this like mad rush. I don't know if anyone else listening yes. feels that way. I'll be dead honest with everyone. Like I still am not 100% clear on <laughs> what my Lenten plan is and I'm just going to throw that out there. I've been like thinking about like a, a few different things, um, but I thought we could just dive into um, – Like, just going over, like, what is Lent? Like, any cool historical facts that maybe either of you want to share about Lent? Um, Kens, I know you said you researched some cool thing, which is so awesome about our faith that we just like continuously learn new things. Something about like there was a term you were sharing with me earlier, um, how there's like a preparation period to get ready for Lent. Um, do you want to
0: share a little bit about that? Totally. I honestly forgot about that until you just said it. I'm so glad. You reminded me. Um, just a couple weeks ago, I was at Mass. And Mari, maybe you've heard about this or you've heard of this term before. Septuagesima is how you say it. It's spelled S E P T U A G E S I M A. And it's this age old practice where you didn't just show up to Ash Wednesday like I do every single year and say, mm-hmm. Let me figure out what I'm going to give up. Oh, I'm loving coffee a little too much this Lent. So I guess I have to take that away or whatever. You know, there's a litany of things um, that I could take away. Right. But there's this week, three weeks before Lent, Septuagissima Sunday. And long, long, long time ago, everyone prepared for Lent at almost a month before. And they started taking little things away or just really getting deeper into their prayer life. And I heard a homily about it at Mass a couple weeks ago, and it just like totally floored me that nowadays it's hard to, you know, make these little penances for ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. And we've almost gotten too lax where we don't even like to suffer at all. Mm -hmm. and. And I think that's our faith, right? Like suffering can be united to the cross. And B and I have talked a lot about that on this podcast. B has had some major suffering this year, and and so beautifully has um, lived it out with with Jesus. And I think that's the opportunity of Lent as well. Is it's not like oh can't have chocolate for forty days, mm-hmm. but perhaps at the time where we take something away or give something that stays, maybe it's supposed to stay longer. Or, you know, we make a sacrifice and replace it with something um, beautiful. So I just love that. And it happened to be a week I had already decided to take a break, just walk away from Instagram for the month of February. And so it felt like a little God nod. Like, yes, Mackenzie, I did want you to do that. You did need to get off to prepare your heart for Lent. So that was really cool. What about about you, Mari? What do you know about the history of Lent? For anyone who's listening, maybe Mm -hmm. they're not Catholic christian or whatever well first of all i'm so glad you shared that i'd never heard that ever i'm like how have i I never
2: my years of being catholic i feel like i learned that a lot but that is such a beautiful way to prepare and so good and i also relate to you guys like every year i i walk into ash wednesday just already feeling kind of defeated and like Mm -hmm. i'm not even (laughs) off i don't know what i'm doing and i spend the whole first week trying to figure it out and then you know just get down on myself but Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I think what I've kind of been focusing a little bit on in preparing for Lent this year is to is try to see how I can focus on the three main pillars. So during Lent, um, there is a focus on prayer, fasting and alms-giving as like the three kind of pillars of Lent. Um, and for those that don't know alms because it's kind of like a fancy word pretty much just for like giving in um, giving of your time, talent or treasure. So it can be in different ways. It doesn't just have to be like donating money. Um, and so yeah, this year in prepping for Lent and the kind of the plan that I'm going to do, I got creative and like different ways to, to give of myself, um, which I'm kind of excited for. So yeah, those three pillars are kind of what I feel like I'm, I'm focusing on.
1: That's awesome. Um I like Ken shared it's hard for me to like think of it actual like physical thing I'm going to do because it's been such a hard, it's been, it's just been kind of a rough season for me. I'm, I'm slowly coming out of it, but, um, I had two miscarriages back to back, um, at the end of 2021 and mm. tomorrow I'm actually going to a like half day retreat hosted in our diocese for like moms of, um, miscarriage mm-hmm. loss, infant loss, stillborn. Um, and they're doing this just like beautiful morning for us. Um, Perfect. and yeah. So I figured I'll have my answer then and I'll just yeah. like worry about it then. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think sometimes it can, it can be taking away something or adding something, mm-hmm. but also sometimes the most fruitful lens that I've had are like, you know, if you're going through a hard season, like offering up like any sort of hardship in that season or like training yourself, like I was telling Ken's one, one lens, one of the lens that I, um, will always remember is a Lent where I I just was going through such a hard time. It was it was a time when my husband had just gotten back from deployment. Our marriage was ca- like just kind of rocky. We had we were pretty we were pretty newly married and um we were just going through some things. And so my Lenten promise was every time I would have this like negative thought in any way about my marriage or about my spouse i was just gonna say an immediate hail mary to like train myself to like not dwell on that negativity and just to like give it up you know and that was like it was life-changing even though it was literally the smallest simplest act of just saying a hail mary anytime i had a negative thought mm-hmm. um so i'm kind of thinking it might be a version of that this year for me but i don't 100 percent know like how i'm gonna alter it but um yeah, just similarly, you know, been going through some things where I've had moments of like anxiety about like health and like, will this be my story? You know, just, just negative things that I'm trying to rework um, through prayer and, and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a fruitful Lent. I'm still just trying to figure out like, what is that going to look like for me? Thank you for sharing. That is so beautiful. And I love um, that take on,
2: uh, yeah, like what you focused on during Lent, because like we were talking about before, it doesn't just become like a, oh, this is what I'm giving up for 40 days, but really mm-hmm. the mindset sh- mindset shift that can last past those 40 days of retraining our brain yes. to think more positively and um, look at the blessings, you know,
0: through Mary instead of, yeah, just all the crosses. 100%.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mari, this isn't a question that we talked about, but um, is there do you have a story with the rosary and why it's so special um, to you (laughs) and your relationship with Mary? And maybe, you know, I've given up I haven't given up. Well, I've, I try to pray the rosary often. I, it used to be a daily practice daily habit for me. Um, I've fallen in and out as we do in life. Um, But is there something you want to share about that? Well, I mean, my story with my relationship
2: with Mary could be a whole podcast episode on its own. So we can go into that. Um, (laughs) but but the story of why yeah how I became so devoted to the rosary it's it's pretty simple it's um I mean yeah growing up my family wasn't extremely practicing until my later high school years but we are from Colombia South America and like Mm. any good um Hispanic grandmother she teaches her family to love the Virgin Mary so that's what we all got out of our faith growing up was go to Mary and love the mother of God and pray to her in times of need. And so she always has had a very, very special place in my heart. And um, it was, let's see, kind of like later college years when I went through mid to late college years, I went through kind of like my own reversion in owning my faith and actually coming to know Christ personally in a personal relationship with him. And at the same time, um, Trey, we we were dating then, not engaged or married or anything, um, was kind of going through the same thing. And he worked as a life teen missionary over over one summer. And they taught him and all the kids how to make cord rosaries as part of, like, arts and crafts. And... It was, I think, like, the Christmas after that summer that he was like, I really want to make you a rosary and, like, have it be, like, something beautiful with, like, some beautiful stone beads. I was like, okay, sure. Like, at the time, like, I didn't really pray the rosary. So, I was like, okay, like, we're trying to be good Catholics, so we should probably do that. (laughs) So, we, like, went to Michael's and picked out some beads and I – yeah, was inspired by like the West Coast growing up in the Pacific Northwest, just being surrounded by that natural beauty. So I wanted mm-hmm. natural looking materials. So I got the leather cord and some stone beads and um, stuff like that. And he made me a rosary and it was and I still have it today and it's mm-hmm. gorgeous and Yeah, like I said, I didn't really pray the rosary before, but something about the beauty of it and the intentionality behind it, knowing that it was intentionally made for me, (laughs) it just want to hold it like even just hold it I would just go and hold it or like actually put it in my purse everywhere or take it with me and like I didn't used to do that and so the more I had it with me I was like I should probably pray it more and just you know kind of learn how to do this and so I did and it just started to become a more regular part of my prayer and me already having a strong relationship with Mary it just strengthening that all the more and also just yeah I mean exactly what you know, everyone says Mary does, she just led mm-hmm. me to a relationship with her son. And yeah, so in turn, the rosary really transformed my prayer life, for um, mm. prayer past the rosary. And yeah, we were like, wow, well, if this did this for us, I mean, we could maybe help a lot of people in their relationships with the Lord and Mary through just uh, beauty, and yeah, Beautiful. how beauty draws us deeper into the heart mm. of God. Um, and so that's kind of how we yeah landed on rosaries
0: that is beautiful i mean and yeah that's the catholic faith right it's beauty so Mm -hmm. i feel like there's your there's your wink from god like you're doing it all you're making it beautiful that's what b said that too when we were looking um at your profile and like getting Mm -hmm. some stuff for this podcast she's like gosh it's so beautiful i love her look and it's true (laughs)
1: And yeah. I think it's such a, it's such a testament too to like how social media really can evangelize so much with our faith. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I, you know, I'm the same way. Like I watched my mom pray the rosary and we did pray the rosary as a family um, sometimes, but I, I never was like personally drawn to like, I need to pray this on my own, you know, and i only recently have I become um, more like drawn to it, but I agree with you that like, if there is a pair of beads that are just aesthetically beautiful or like the person who gave it to you, like is someone who's so important to you. Like I have a pair of rosaries that Mackenzie and her mom made me, um, with the Celtic St. Bridget cross and they gave it to me for my wedding and I had it around my bouquet. Um, and I still wear, I still have it and I still pray with it. Um, Mm-hmm. all the time. And so I do think it's like, there's a revival going on for sure with the rosary mm-hmm. with the Eucharist. Um, and it, it's so beautiful to see, especially on social media, you know, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think,
2: yeah, that the, just the deeper meaning, I mean, obviously like the beauty of it is one thing, but also just the deeper meaning behind it, I think mm-hmm. draws people in a lot. And that's something that's just unique about all of our rosaries. And we, we pray over every like every design that we have ever come out with has come through just time and adoration with the Lord. And so it all comes from very deep prayer and meaning that we feel like the Lord wants to speak. And so there's a rosary for everybody in every point in their life, you know, whether it's you need a miracle in your life. So you Mm -hmm. want maybe the Sea of Galilee rosary, because so many miracles happened Mm -hmm. on that Sea of Galilee, or you want to be drawn closer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and you need Him to have mercy, and so we have a Sacred Heart of Jesus mm. Rosary. You know, like every single Rosary has
0: just that deeper meaning
2: tied to it.
0: That's that is so beautiful, and what a yeah. perfect thing to speak about um during Lent and the Lent practice. Like, like, B said, like you, Mar- I, I too am like, well, what am I giving up? Like, I must pick something, and as I said before, it could be literally make your bed every day, Mackenzie. Stop, stop skipping that, you know, or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but i told b last night like the only thing that keeps coming up for me is prayer pray before speaking and i i have my morning routine yes and all of that but i mean really pray without ceasing in every single moment of every part of the day i it keeps coming up for me like every moment should be a prayer mm-hmm. and so maybe that looks like carrying my beads around or like ah. you said going to adoration um more yeah. i wish i made um, more than like once every two week trip to adoration. I would like, you know, it's hard with kids and, totally. and I get that question a lot. I know B does too. People are like, how do you take your kids to mass? Well, we survive <laughs> you guys. That's how <laughs> it Life don't look pretty. pretty. At our best. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So I don't know. I just, that's the one thing I was telling B like, I think that's what I I'm doing. I'm, I'm just going to, mm-hmm. Hey, and, and that can look like less on your phone. That, that phone might yeah. be in my, for most of the day. It could look like prayers all or sorry books all across my house so that I grab those and, and my beads instead of my phone um, yeah. you know stuff like that. So what about you guys?
1: Well one thing I'm excited to to jump in and, and talk to Mari about is her Lenten um, devotional that she put out and I don't know is it still available if after we're done talking about it um, Mari, if ladies want to go ahead and order that.
2: Yeah, so we it is still going to be available and oh, great. Orders have been racking in the past two days. And I am I'm with those people who just realized <laughs> that Let <laughs> is around the
0: corner. I'm with you.
2: Oh <laughs> yes, that is amazing. Okay. It's so available and everybody that orders it will get the first week digitally in their inbox. So oh, even if you're so waiting smart. for it to come, like you can still get started and you're not behind.
1: Oh, oh, that's amazing. Well, I have to What's give Ken's order? kudos say ken's always is like ordering me a devotional for lent or advent and so for years sweet. we've gone through this we do the same one um every year usually um and, yeah. and this year i'm so excited for the sister Miriam one but i'm also excited oh, yeah. to hear about yours mari and just like i like going back to what we were talking about in the beginning of this episode With crazy lives, you know, you don't even have to have kids necessarily to have a crazy life. Let's just say you have a very jam-packed life, and sometimes, like, uh, prayer and reflection have just fallen to the wayside, sometimes, just like promising. Every single morning, I'm going to open this devotional, and I am going to read it, I'm going to journal, and I'm going to pray for the first 20 minutes of my day. That's hard for people, I think, in this day and age to make that promise. So can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind the um, Lenten um, journal, and is that kind of your hope for people who purchase it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was inspired just by this, this theme we keep talking about, about going into Lent, feeling overwhelmed and feeling like you have to pick maybe like a bunch of different things, or you don't know what to pick, or you've had, you know, quote unquote bad Lent's in the past because you, you got into it late and didn't commit and all this stuff. And sometimes it can be hard to kind of figure out like, what do we need right now? What is the Lord calling me to do? And, um, so my, my hope for our, we have a whole Lenten bundle and it comes with a devotional, a, a blank prayer journal for you to document your prayer throughout Lent and beyond. And then our um, seasonal into the desert um, Lenten rosary. And so the devotional, yeah, I wanted to create a simple plan that um, people could Yeah, open up the page every single day and it's laid out right in front of you for you, like what it is that you're going to focus on today. And so the whole devotional, the intro part walks you through the different types of prayer that you're going to practice throughout Lent. So we have praying with scripture through Lectio Divina and um, imaginative prayer through Ignatian meditation. Mm. And then, of course, the rosary. So it breaks it down. And I mean, anybody can pick it up, whether you've never prayed before and you need to be taught or you are an avid prayer person and you just Mm. want a refresher. It breaks it all down at the beginning. And then every week, there is a challenge for each of the pillars of Lent for prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And it's a small challenge that can be done daily. And the the challenges rotate every week so you don't feel like you're doing one thing for 40 days. And sometimes that can be overwhelming. Sometimes it can be like, I can't commit for a long period of time, but I want to challenge myself in some way mm-hmm. and so the prayer prompts and the challenges rotate um, every week so you can still have a week to really dive into it but then you can start anew
0: the next week I love that just looking at like we need this be. Oh my goodness, it's. Beautiful. I know. I'm
1: literally like, how many devotionals can one buy?
0: Like six. six. Like There's that. Seven that seven would be many. I feel like that would be a funny reel. Like someone
1: with like every Catholic devotional two. that's out. You know.
0: Yes. I, think I need to do that. That's hilarious. I have way too many sitting on my uh, <laughs> yeah. Like oh, that's man.
1: like the never enough
0: like one. It's, yeah, because
1: right. it's so true. Um, and so so your devotional, Mari, is called Into the Desert. Correct. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Okay, so if anybody wants the devotional, they can go to West Coast Catholic and um, Google "Into the Desert Lenten Devotional." Um, And if you do purchase it, it sounds like you will not be missing out because you will get the first week digitally sent to you for all my last-minute brothers and sisters.
0: That's That's awesome. awesome.
1: Well, um, any what else? Any other? Oh, what are any? I think we were going to end with any cool (laughs) Lenten recipes.
0: Yeah, or Lenten um, tradition to you guys like is there something you did as a family I was I was thinking about this the other day like, you know, we love childhood memories like we all have those sweet Christmases sweet Easter's is there anything that's coming up for either of you that uh, maybe your mom made or you guys always did I know B, you have to have some cool ones. Uh, I mean,
1: one thing I will say, so we grew up in like a Southern diocese. Um, so I remember going to Stations of the Cross sometimes with my family, but it wasn't something where like I saw people I knew there or it felt like a community thing. It really felt like we're the only family I know who does this on Fridays in Lent. Um, but something really beautiful about this diocese, um, and I actually worked for the diocese in the communications office for a couple of years. Um, And it was, I would go and sometimes I was assigned to shoot photo there and things like that. And I was just so amazed at how every church on Friday was like busting at the seams for Stations of the Cross. And the fish fry was like, not some little thing. Like the fish fries here are like huge. Like so many people go to them and there's like a fish fry finder online. And I just think it's so cool when like the whole community gets behind Lent. And so I want to start those traditions with our kids. It's hard. And Ken's knows this. My kids are like really rambunctious. So we sometimes are scared to bring them to anything at the parish. (laughs) But um, once they settle down, I really am so excited to start making that like a family thing. Um, Just seeing all these cute families here do that on Fridays has really inspired me. That's awesome.
0: What about you,
2: Murray? Yes, so the past couple of years, my family has been going to the Triduum Masses, which are at the very end of Lent. Um, it's Holy Thursday, Good Friday. There's like a communion service Holy Saturday in the morning. And then there's an Easter Vigil Mass Saturday night before like the Sunday Easter Mass. And we have been loving those. And I, yeah, have been loving um, just kind of like how kind of intense they are just like I feel like it's yes so intentional to end Lent that way you've spent these 40 days just um, like pruning and preparing your heart and then you enter into the crucifixion and just really um, just unite yourself to Jesus on the cross and just prepare for like the big resurrection at the end of Lent um, on Easter so I plan to continue as long as I can. I know one day when we have children, it might get hard to do all those late night masses, but yeah, they have been a favorite for
0: my family the past couple of years. I'm so glad you talked about that, Maria, because like it's almost bigger than Christmas, like you said. Like yeah. It feels like the biggest celebration in the liturgical year. I, I need to get back into that. I remember we lived in 29 Palms um, many years ago when my young, my oldest, Therese is, was like six months old. And so we decided to try this triduum <laughs> and yeah. I got a babysitter and I remember, I think it was the Thursday night one. I was texting our sitter. It had already gone on like an hour and a half. And I was like, I don't know how long this is going to yeah. be, here, <laughs> but I promise we'll be home soon. But it is so beautiful. And what a great, what a great tradition to start, especially early on in your marriage. Cause you'll just keep, mm-hmm. you'll keep you keeping on. So that's great. For us, I um I don't know really what we're going to do as a family. Colin and I keep talking about it. T is at that funny age. She turns five this year. So she really does know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and my younger two are just, you know, rambunctious, like be such like, yeah, just in for the fun. But when I was growing up, we had a fun, fun tradition. Um, we watched a little bit of Jesus of Nazareth, the old mm-hmm. 1960s movie oh, throughout. Good, good idea. And- I just want everyone to do that. I, like, I feel like I've been telling people to do it for <laughs> years. That's probably annoying, but you can just break it up into like 30-minute nights because it's like a six-hour special that oh. came when our parents were kids. Wow. um. So we own it now. It's on Amazon. And it's I, to this day, think that's the most beautiful um, Mary, the mother of God. Uh, you know, you get so picky with who plays Mary um, on mm-hmm. all the <laughs> And then um, Jesus, chosen.
1: I'm looking at you. Yes, you chosen.
0: <laughs> we know you weren't Catholic. I'm just
1: <laughs> you picked a bomb, Jesus. But we don't a know bomb. about Mary. <laughs> we don't know about
0: Mary. And then Mary Magdalene should have been Mary. Whoops, I said it. Okay, I'm done. But um, <laughs> I do believe that. So I love that tradition. And then we'll we'll do it as much as we can, except when when King Herod kills all the babies we have to turn it off at that point because i have kids and they can't see that and it's very graphic but only at that part the rest i really think kids can watch um so we'll do that and then we recently like maybe two months ago started going to the latin mass so i am excited to see what it's like at the latin mass during easter i imagine it to be pretty beautiful so we'll see that's awesome that is awesome
1: I'm so excited! I'm this like really this whole conversation really pumps me up, guys. I was like yeah. starting the day out like feeling like you said, Mari. Like, oh no, like Ash Wednesday's tomorrow, and I don't have my plan. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I have a lot now to just think about and pray about and be ready for tomorrow.
0: For tomorrow, you guys, what time are you going to get those ashes? <sighs>
2: Well, you, as you morning, I think I have to be at all the masses. So 8, 12, <laughs> 5 30, 8, and 10 PM. <laughs> oh my
0: god! I would think that the when you said Tamari, like even if you don't have kids, you can be a busy woman. I was like, yeah. Mari has kids. She has kids. Her focus yeah. Are right. right. Are just- well,
1: that's what oh. I'm saying. Is like it's like kids are not even the only reason. Like I just think society has become, yeah. you know, I could talk on and on about how we've become, and recently it's dawned okay. on me that my stress level and and deep diving into even my own health, a lot of things have pointed to like lifestyle mm-hmm. and stressors can literally like damage your thyroid. Like they, like so many things that, um, our body can tell us, is like connected to the outside world and our lifestyle that we have developed and so that has been heavy on my heart too is like okay how do I shift my lifestyle of like go 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 and it doesn't even yeah it doesn't matter if you have kids you don't have kids I just think it's the way of the world and the beauty of our faith is that Lent I think forces us to reevaluate and to slow down so I'm so excited to to go into the desert like Mari's um beautiful um, devotional says
0: yes so awesome do you have anything else you want to say Mari I was just gonna add um, for our listeners just just if you're wondering still what to do grab this desert bundle like Dee said sounds amazing and also maybe a question to walk away today with is what will help me grow in virtue and what will make me a saint and maybe Mm -hmm. that can help us um, as we meditate these these next few hours before the big day <laughs> about you? Anything else? I think I would just say, yeah, if um, whether it's the
2: devotional that I have or any other devotional, or if you're still just, um yeah, just not sure what to give up, I think we can get super caught up in asking everybody, What are you giving up? What are you giving up? What are, what is everybody telling me that I should give up? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and th- what you were saying at the beginning, like, Oh, I've been liking coffee a little too much. Maybe that's it, you know, and we try to grasp at like, well, What should I just, let go of that i'm loving too much. Yeah, um but i right. think like instead of just like walk into prayer um with an open heart and mm-hmm. um you know even if you spend the first 3 days of lent that's okay like just walking into um prayer or into a chapel if you can or whatever and just spending 10 to 15 minutes um with jesus and just saying like lord like can you show me like what it is that you desire to remove in my life or what you desire to bring anew in my life and um, I think we underestimate how Jesus speaks to us. And so really just giving him the space, even 10 to 15 minutes for just a couple days. days, um, I'm confident that he will reveal to you what it is that you um, should be doing for Lent.
0: I mm. love that. Do you want to end us in prayer, Marie?
2: Absolutely, yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, just... Um, Fill this room, fill um, the hearts of these ladies that are on this podcast and all the listeners right now and lead us into the desert as you led Jesus um, with intentionality, with a desire to purify our hearts and prepare our hearts for mission to share of the Lord and um, bring others to Christ. We just ask that this Lent and this Ash Wednesday, you reveal to us where it is that you want to purify our hearts and where it is that you want to show up this Lent and how we may be um, just conformed greater to Christ on the cross and prepare us for his resurrection. And we just place this Lent in our lives into your hands, Mother, um, as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death.
1: Amen. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.